Salutation Soul Tribe, and welcome back to the Soul Concepts in 5D podcast, a very safe space where we discuss concepts of this world and out of this world through the lens of the fifth density. And I am your humble host, Karuna Soul. What is going on, Soul Tribe? So amazing to be able to commune with you on this beautiful Saturn day in paradise. Especially because I am communing with you from my brand new MacBook Air. I'm so excited. If y'all listened to last week's episode and even the week before that, you will know that I've been having quite the interesting struggles with technology namely my laptops last week it was laptops and phone this week i am back in alignment back in full force it's been absolutely incredible being able to just do all the things right there were so many things i wasn't able to do with ease at least i figure everything out all the time you know i like to practice my growth mindset more so than a scarcity mindset. So when I'm presented with a challenge or an obstacle, I look at it as something that I can, you know, overcome and learn from and take it from there. So I'm never, I'm really not the type of person to let things defeat me. And you're not really the type of person to let things defeat you. And you want to know how I know that? Because we're both alive listening to this episode while I'm creating it and you're listening to it. If you let things defeat you, uh, you probably wouldn't be here. So I just want to give snaps to you. Snap, snap, snaps. Good job for like making it through another week. You know, not even just making it through, but thriving. Good job for thriving this week. Can I just pat you all virtually on the back right now? So amazing. I will say the one slight downfall of this computer, which I didn't realize literally until just now, there is no USB compatibility. So my phone, I mean, not my phone. Well, yes, my phone to plug in my phone. That's a whole different thing. And also my microphone is USB plug-in so I'm just using the microphone on my computer now so I hope that it, it sounds pretty good I'm gonna have to look into that I just I've never heard of a laptop not having USB compatibility guess it's something I should have looked at but you know neither here nor there <sighs> well I hope y'all are staying nourished and hydrated as we are rounding off the summer months it's still extremely hot here in Texas. <laughs> I'm talking 100 degree days every single day. And definitely prayers and blessings go to all of those that have been affected by the recent hurricanes, plural, I think there's two. A very, very interesting um, time to be alive, to say the least. So. Where I am, I haven't been affected, although I wouldn't mind a little bit of rain, but 
without the devastation. So I just want to uplift all of those families right now and just, you know, let's send them positive vibes, positivity, that their power gets turned back on, you know, that they're safe, that they're healthy, that they're happy, you know, and they're able to move on from this rupture of mother nature at her finest. Um, yeah. So today I wanted to discuss money mindset. Money, 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 money. It is a thing that is so prevalent in all of our lives. We hear it about it all the time. We use it every day, you know, whether it's via a card, debit card, credit card, that cold hard cash, them coins, that gold, that silver, that crypto. You know, however you're utilizing it, you're utilizing it. And it is such an important part of modern day society that I just really feel the need to speak on it. Um, as I have been doing a lot of work on my money mindset overall. And so you may ask, well, what is a money mindset? I'll tell you. <laughs> a money mindset is your unique set of core beliefs about money and how money works in the world. So a mindset, which is something we've been talking about quite a bit on this podcast, it's what I basically base my entire business off of, mindset, is a core set of beliefs. So money mindset you just slap money in front of that core set of beliefs. So I think, I mean, there's just so much to say on the topic, but I truly feel that if you are in a situation where money isn't working for you, I'm going to put some words before that. If you're not allowing money to work for you, you're allowing money to work against you, it's very important to take a look and see what is your mindset around money? What are the core beliefs that you hold about the topic of money? And also from the work we've been doing throughout the podcast, we know that our core beliefs come from our subconscious mind. That mind that creates 95% of our reality and our conscious mind only creates 5% of our reality, right? So our subconscious mind is essentially our belief bank. Our subconscious mind is the supercomputer inside of our central nervous system that has stored every single memory you have ever had in your life. Any experience you've ever had any thought, any feeling, any action, any result, anything that's ever happened to you, big or small, is all stored in your subconscious brain, in your subconscious mind. So those are really, really deep-rooted beliefs, and those come about in our childhood. You know, That's when our subconscious mind is formed, and it's fully formed around the age of seven, seven or eight. Now, thank goodness for neuroplasticity, where we can change 
our beliefs, right? Neuroplasticity is the concept of creating new neural pathways in our brains that create new behavioral patterns, you know? So we really have to utilize the concept of neuroplasticity if we're looking to change our core beliefs um, and diving deep into our subconscious brain. So really your money mindset comes from how you grew up. So your money mindset is actually adopted from the mindset that your parents and or guardians held while you were growing up. You know, so let's take a look back. Let's go back in time when you were like six and you wanted that Barbie so bad and you wanted that Malibu house and you wanted that pink convertible because you knew Barbie deserved the house, the car, the clothes, the guy. So you wanted all of it. In those kinds of scenarios, what did your parents say to you? Did you get the dolls that you wanted? Did you not get the dolls that you wanted? What were the reasons of why you did or why you didn't? So for me, personally, how I grew up, I grew up more in a scarcity mindset household, mainly from my father, I would say. Um, you know, he would say things like, he'd say this in a jokingly kind of manner, but you know, he'd say things like, we's po, you know? And we ate a lot of white rice. And then he would say things like, rice is the poor man's food. You know, we're poor. Always reminding me how, you know, much money we didn't have, how hard you have to work to get money, you have to struggle to be successful, you have to follow a certain path if you're gonna create any wealth, and that path is indoctrination centers, <clears throat> excuse me, schools, go to school. <laughs> Don't worry, y'all, we're, we're gonna have a whole episode on what I feel about schools, but I mean, I did complete my higher education. I have a bachelor's of arts in cultural studies and psychology. So me growing up, I saw money as something that was really hard to obtain and something that I just didn't have. Granted, I, you know, I lived a pretty comfortable childhood. I was definitely given toys. I was the only child growing up. So I had plenty of toys, and since I was the only child for so long, you know, my aunts, my uncles, everybody was just like pouring their, <laughs> their resources into me. So by no means did I ever lack for anything. There was always food on the table, always food in my belly. You know, we always had the electricity on that I can remember. You know, I always had a roof over my head. So basic needs were always kept. Basic needs were always addressed. And I'm so grateful for that because I know there are millions of people that can't say the same thing. So what I'm saying to you right now is not me complaining by any means. This is not me complaining. This is just me stating these are the types of beliefs that were imprinted into my brain when I was young. That money is really hard to come by. That you have to spend money lots and lots of money into schooling and follow the path of being a lawyer or a doctor to 
have a successful life and a successful life is categorized by how much money you make constantly being reminded we eat rice because we're poor and it's so funny because I started hating rice after that probably because we did eat it so often um but my dad did throw down some good rice you know we're Jamaican so and Bayesian so, you know, he'd put the coconut milk in the rice with the cabbage. You know, he used to put the bacon fat in with the cabbage, and that was so good. My dad can throw down, okay? My dad is a pretty great chef. Um, I would say everyone on my dad's side cooks really well. So I definitely get my cooking skills from my dad's side. Sorry, Mom. But my mom makes some really beautiful things. Like, she makes a mean rigatoni. So good. She makes a mean canned ham. <laughs> oh my God, I haven't had canned, her canned ham in forever with that aso sauce. I see you, Ma. She makes a mean shepherd's pie. You know, those Irish roots. <laughs> but yes, a little bit of a tangent. So those were the kind of beliefs that I grew up in. And for me, it's actually very interesting because I grew up in the inner city, you know, in, from I'm from Boston, so I grew up in Roxbury when Roxbury was the poor part of the city, and it still is, but with gentrification, like, you know, people are getting pushed out. Luckily, my family owns their homes in Roxbury, so they're not being pushed out by high rents, but property tax and all these other things, that's happening. So I grew up in the inner city, but I was enrolled in this program called METCO, which is a program that bust inner city kids out to the suburbs to go to their public schools for free. So I was bused out to this town called Weston, Mass, like top three most affluent area codes in Massachusetts. And if you know anything about Massachusetts, you know there's a lot of money there. There's a lot, a lot of old money. I mean, Plymouth Rock is in Massachusetts. Like, that's where Western civilization began. It's like infectious spread over native land was Massachusetts. So there's a lot of old money. So I was bused out to Weston. So I lived in this lower income bracket neighborhood, but was bused out from kindergarten until I graduated high school to this very affluent area code. So I had a very interesting perspective on money with that, you know? Because the kids that I was hanging out with in Weston were very affluent. You know, I'd go to their homes. They had huge, beautiful homes. They had all the toys, all the video games, all the things. And it was just, I'm very grateful for that, honestly, because had I just grown up, you know, surrounded by the types of beliefs my dad was perpetuating and then going to school in the same type of vibe and environment, I very well could be way more set back. And, you know, we have to look at the race factor of this as well. As black people, we're not set up with that generational wealth that a lot of our peers have, our privileged peers have. So I get where my father's mindset came from. I understand why he feels the way that he does because black people have had to work extremely hard to just break even. I'm not even talking about thrive, I'm talking about breaking even. 
you know, and that's a whole separate conversation right there if we're going to bring in the whole topic of race. I mean, I can't even say people of color. Like, I really just have to hone in on the black community right now. So for all of my beautiful listeners that did grow up in a black, in a black, in a black household, I'm sure a lot of you feel where I'm coming from, especially from Caribbean parents. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love my Caribbean roots so much. Like I said, I'm Jamaican and Bayesian, so that's from Jamaica and Barbados. One time I told, or a few times I've told someone I'm Bayesian, and they're like, like from Beijing, China? Like, you don't look Chinese. No, boo-boo. It's not Barbadian, it's Bayesian, just so everybody knows. Anyway, so yeah, coming from the Caribbean and even more so just having that mindset instilled that you have to work hard, you have to hustle, you have to do, you know, you got to grind, rise and grind, you know, hustle and grind. Those are such prominent key words in, I would say, in terms of the black community. It, those are definitely very prominent words. And they, they kind of are words that release some sort of anxiety, at least for me, like hustle, grind, oh my God. That does not sound fun. I don't want to hustle and grind for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And I've watched so many countless interviews on, you know, with billionaires or millionaires, people that are affluent. And a lot of them do say, I hustled my way to my first million and then after like after a certain point you can't hustle anymore it's not about the hustle it's about working smart not hard so what if we just adapted and adopted that initially what about just working smart and not working hard what if you looked at your money mindset you know, so you asked yourself these questions of what are your true core beliefs around money? And what if we were just able to flip that completely? Like right now in this conversation, like snap my fingers. Okay. Now you look at money as working for you. Now you look at money as chasing you. You're no longer chasing it. If money was no longer a worry in your life, what would you put your attention on? There's a lot of people that say that they have wealth or a lot of people that do have wealth say they don't really think about money like that. They don't really think about it. It's just there, they're appreciative of it. It's there for them to use for their resources, but they're not thinking about it constantly. No, that's those of us that don't have the money, that we're thinking about it constantly because we're thinking about the scarcity of it. A lack of evidence is not an evidence of lack though. And that's kind of what is highlighted in the scarcity mindset. You know, money is hard to come by. I have to work really hard to get it. If I'm not working, then I'm losing out on money. That's exhausting. That's such an exhausting mindset to have. And it doesn't have to be that way. So I really want you to look at the relationship that you currently have with your money? What are the feelings that come up to you, that come up for you initially, even by just me saying the words, did you check your bank account today? Did you check your bank statement? Have you looked at your credit cards, how much you owe? 
how what did that bring up for you? What were those initial feelings that you felt by me asking about your bank account? Now, what feelings are you feeling when you go to open your bank account and look at how much you have? Have you ever felt anxious? Have you ever felt scared to open your account? I'm raising my hand. I know I have. I've definitely been anxious and scared to open my bank account. I like to spend my money on food. I'm not really a person who buys a lot of clothes or things. Like the things that I buy are practical and good for me. Um, and they're like a lots of vibey things. But I mainly spend my money on food. So much money on food. Like I downloaded this app called Mint and it helps you well, it links all of your bank accounts, your credit card accounts, like everything. And it shows you what you spent and what kind of money you spent on what kind of things. And this past month, y'all, I spent almost $1,000 on food. So it's, it's really a thing. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I love food. So what's your relationship with money? Is it a relationship that you're cultivating is it a relationship that you're afraid of you know think about it if you're afraid to check your bank account and then you just never do and you're just basically squandering your money you're not looking at what you're spending your money on you're not looking at how much money you have you're just kind of oblivious to it because you don't want to deal with it i really feel like when we're oblivious to things it's not because we're a space cadet it's just because we don't want to deal with whatever that thing is you know so maybe you don't want to deal with the fact that you don't have that much money in your bank account yeah you know which makes sense um but Let's just put money as a person, right? You know, what if money was your bae? What if money was your husband? What if money was your wife? What if money was just your significant other, whatever? No labels. Now, if you ignored your bae, if you ignored them, you know, if you thought of them as, oh, I have to work so hard to have them and it's just such a struggle. I always have to grind to like just make sure this person's in my life. And, you know, you're coming at your mindset with this person in such anxiety and angst. You didn't pay attention to them that much. You were just kind of oblivious to their existence. What kind of relationship do you think that you would have? For real. Would that be a prosperous relationship? Absolutely not. That would be a terrible relationship. It wouldn't last long. It would end. So just put money as that person that I'm talking about. You know, if you're, if you're not cultivating a positive relationship with your money, you can't expect to have a positive relationship with your money. And if you want to know what your relationship is with money, if you want to see it physically, check your bank account. That is how you really know what kind of relationship you have with money. That is how it shows up physically. It manifests in the amount of money that you have. That app Mint that I was telling you about showed me my actual net worth. And I'm totally guilty of Googling some of my favorite celebrities and just looking up their net worth. 
<laughs> so to see my own net worth, it's like, oh, wow, okay, cool, cool net worth. Um, I'm going to cultivate a better relationship with you and not be afraid of you. Because when we really look at what money is, money is a piece of paper. It's a brick of metal. You know, it's now turned into, I don't even know what you would categorize crypto as. It's just like internet ethereal particles, right? But it's literally just a piece of paper. It's empty. It's just energy. So if we are going off of the belief that our vibe attracts our tribe, that what we put out, we get back. If we're putting out that money is hard to come by, guess what? What's going to come back into our lives? Money is going to be hella hard to come by. It's not going to be easy. So if we look at money under a microscope, it's just comprised of a bunch of atoms and what is inside of an atom? Let's go even deeper inside of the atoms that create money. Atoms are made up of 99.9999999999, like millions of nines percent empty space. So they're just 0.00 a trillion zeros, one percent matter. So what is the empty space? The empty space is energy. And that is something that we just cultivate naturally by existing. We already know where we put our attention, where we put our energy, that is what flows back into our lives. So it's really, really important, y'all, for us to examine how we look at money. I do firmly believe that the universe conspires for us, not against us. And I think that those of us that have experienced a lack of finances, a lack of money in our lifetimes as children, we're at an advantage because we really can grow to appreciate this commodity. You know, and it's obviously not helpful to have the mindset that money isn't important because it is. It's not helpful to have the mindset that money is the root of all evil because it's not. Money allows you to pay your rent. It allows you to pay your mortgage. It allows you to put food in your fridge. It allows you to have, you know, running water, internet, electricity. It allows you to put gas in your car. It allows you to buy a car. It allows you to buy a plane ticket to go to your favorite destination. It allows you to buy the Airbnb at your favorite destination. It allows you to buy yourself gifts. It allows you to buy your friends and your loved ones and your significant other gifts. Money is not evil. It's just how some people are using it. Yeah, <laughs> it, that's pretty messed up. Totally. But money itself, it's nothing. It only is the energy and the value and the significance that we give it. So in order to cultivate a positive money mindset, you have to put positive affirmations into your money situation. You know, and that starts with checking your feelings around money. 
I have some affirmations that you might want to say to yourself repeatedly. I'll type them in the show notes as well. But just like a couple of little money affirmations that I like to say to myself during the day, just to keep myself on the straight and narrow, like on the positive side of money. One of them is, it's my right to be rich. I am worthy of riches. Say that with me. It's my right to be rich. I am worthy of riches. Write it down. Another one that I love. Large sums of money come to me quickly and easily. Say that with me. Large sums of money come to me quickly and easily. I love that one. That's a great one because it's true. God's wealth flows me into avalanches of abundance. I love money because it comes when I call. You see, repeating these affirmations to yourself is helping you really imprint in your subconscious beliefs. It's helping you change that we have to hustle and grind to make wealth into wealth works for me. I don't work for wealth. Wealth is a concept. It's a, my, it's a man-made construct. Anything that is man-made can be manipulated by the mind. Matter can be manipulated by the mind. I mean, that's what the law of attraction is essentially based upon. It's mind manipulation. And I know the word manipulation has, can have a negative context, a negative connotation, you know. But then again, it's just an empty word and you're pouring significance into it. So however you want to look at that is how you want to look at that. So to get started in shifting your mindset, you have to understand what, what it is in order to change it. So here are some questions to ask yourself. You know, here's some true or false questions to ask yourself. Write these down and really answer these questions. Are these true or false? False. Are these true or false? I'm no good with money. I don't deserve to earn mon more money, true or false. I'm financially le learning disabled, true or false. Money is a man's world, true or false. People won't like me if I'm wealthy, true or false. Now that's a very interesting limiting belief when it comes to money. A lot of times where we might be afraid to make more money because we think that our social pool will decrease or people just won't like you, well, like the wrong people won't like you. It goes back to confidence too. We talked about this, confidence in the fifth density. You know, some of us are afraid to harness our confidence, our inner strength, because we're afraid that people won't like us because we're confident. And remember, I said the same thing, the wrong people won't like you. You don't want those kind of people in your life. You want the ones that can handle you at your best that can appreciate you at your best. So 
those are just a couple of true or false questions you can ask yourself. And I have a very helpful exercise to help you kind of explore your subconscious beliefs around money, explore your childhood memories around money. Because what I'm doing here is I really want us to just get a better overstanding of why we feel about money the way that we do. So here's some, journal. This is these are journaling prompts, you know, and I'd prefer it'd be much better if you physically write them down. There's a lot more power when you're physically spelling things out, so. Here's a couple of prompts. What money messages did you learn from your mother? And what money messages did you learn from your father? How did your parents spend and save money? How was money talked about? Was it talked about in a calm way? Or was there tension? Was there fighting? What was kind of the, the dynamic, the emotional dynamic around money while you were growing up? How were you taught to save budget and donate money? And how might the money messages you inherited from your guardians, your parents, be affecting you today? So just a few journal prompts to kind of help you get into that money mindset. Because the quicker that we can understand why we do the things that we do, why we believe the things that we believe, the quicker we can change it. So that's my goal here. Another way to help change and shift yourself from maybe a negative mindset into a positive one is to pay attention to those thoughts and feelings. So when we were talking about earlier and I asked you what feelings come up for you when I ask you, did you check your bank account today? Pay attention to those feelings that you have when money is around, when money is the topic, when you're checking your bank account. And then in that moment, this is the hard work. Like when they're talking about you have to grind and hustle to make money, this is the hard work that I'm about to tell you right there, right here. When you're in that moment and you realize that you're having like an anxious or negative response to money emotionally, the hard work is just switching that, just switching that into something positive, transmuting that fear into something that will serve you. That's what I feel like they're really talking about when they said that we have to struggle and work hard for money. We have to maybe struggle and work hard to switch our mindset, but that's only a struggle if, our, if that's what we feel, if that's what we believe, right? So pay attention to how this is coming up for you. And it is in those moments where the work happens, those moments where the anxiety is happening, where the fear is happening. That is the precise moment to do the work and switch your mindset. And of course, there is many, many layers to this wealth thing, you know. There's many layers to it. But I feel the most important layer and step the very first step that lies the foundation of your wealth in this existence is your overstanding of your money mindset. Your willingness to cultivate a positive relationship with your money. When I pay my bills now, 
I give gratitude. I say I'm so thankful to have the money in order to pay these bills. Thank you so much. When I use my credit card, you know, I say a little prayer to myself if I can remember. This money will come back to me trinefold. I'm going to make this money work for me. I'm not going to work for this money anymore. Because what I really think, we definitely are set up in a society that makes us so anxious about making money that it keeps us away from our true purposes, from our true selves, from stepping into our capabilities. And if we are all illuminated beings, then, you know, they can't mentally enslave us anymore. And I look at nine to five jobs as a form of enslavement. You're not meant to be a nine to fiver. Not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. I'm not saying that. I, you know, I believe that being an entrepreneur isn't for everybody. But, you know, you can be the most integral support system to the person who started the company and help them thrive in their mission-based business. You know, I think if we more just all invested in mission-based businesses rather than money-based businesses, and that, that's what I look at corporate America as, as the nine to five, as a money-based business, not a mission-based business. Those are two different things. Like you're not made to be a money-based robot. But if you're too enlightened, then they can't really manipulate you the way they want to. So I'm here to set you free. I'm here to enlighten you. I'm here to let you know that you have the power to create those numbers in your bank account, those zeros. Visualize it. Really. I'm so serious, y'all. Sit down and visualize those zeros in your bank account. One um, money visualization. So I'm currently, I'll just put this out there into the ethers and I'm protected, you know, no harm will come to me, no harm at all. Because sometimes it's not the best to put your goals out there because people can wish harm upon you, but I'm divinely protected, I'm divinely loved and I speak from love, so no harm will come to me. Nobody can affect my, um, my current reality and my bank account. But I'm currently manifesting and in the process towards getting 100K, $100,000. So an exercise that I do is I like to um, visualize myself and not me looking at myself, like me actually me looking at the screen. So I pick up my phone, I open you know, my bank app, and then I see the $100,000 in there. And then I feel those emotions, you know? I feel elated, I feel happy, I feel relieved, I feel excited. But more than anything, I feel like very neutral about it as well, like very calm. Very appreciative, but very calm. And I see those extra zeros and I'm like, yep, of course I did this, what's next? All right, next goal, 500,000. Next goal, 1.5 million. Next goal, 5 million. Next goal, 20 million. Next goal, 50 million. Next goal, 150 million. Next goal, 250 million. You feel me? Like, it's never gonna stop. I'm just gonna keep going. 
but I know that I have to cultivate an attitude of gratitude for sure. So I always say how grateful and thankful I am for money. I always say how grateful and thankful I am for the abundance that I have that I can pay for my bills to live this life that I am living, this beautiful life that I've cultivated for myself, the life that I desire and deserve. So I'm always expressing gratitude for the money. And another great way to be able to cultivate some wealth is to also plan out what you want to do with your money. What is it that you're going to do with, you know, when I get this 100K, I mean, it's already happened. It's just when my current reality speeds up to me acquiring this 100K, what am I going to do with that money? Have a solid plan of what you want to use the money for, and it will show up in your life. So you can use it for those things. And if it's from a space of love, you know, of connectivity, of openness. Like for me, some of the things I want to do with it is I want to support my friends. I want to support my friends' businesses, my family's businesses. I have so many friends popping up with businesses and I love it. And I want to financially support them, not just share their pages. Like I want to buy out the stores, you know, I want to buy their products. I want to buy their services. You know, I'm really excited to buy my mother a house in Malibu. I'm so excited to be able to do that for her. I'm excited to invest in my health and my, you know, my, my physical wealth even more. You know, I'm excited to donate to causes and charities that I believe in. And we can do all those things now. We can start now, but it is great and it is great to have a plan of what you're going to do with your money when you get it. So those are just a few things we can do to help, A, shift our mindset, shift our money mindset if we have, you know, gone through those prompts and we realize, okay, our mindsets aren't serving us. Those are a few things we can do to shift our mindset and cultivate wealth in this existence because it's very very possible if one person has done it that means all of us can do it we're on this we're all created of the same amount of particles <laughs> you know like no one has more particles than the other person <laughs> we're all pretty much on the same playing field it's just life has a way of dishing out privileges and dishing out scarcity mindset and just dishing out things that make us doubt ourselves but those things that make us doubt ourselves are really just if we're looking at it from a growth mindset not a scarcity mindset those are things that are helping push us towards our greatness you know we thrive off of challenges we thrive off of things that aren't easy this mindset stuff it's not easy but it's worth it your future self is hugging you right now. Your future self is like, yes, goddess. Yes, God. Thank you so much for changing your mindset around money. Thank you for giving me all of this wealth and these riches and this beautiful life experience. And like, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be able to bless my friends and my family and those in need. Thank you for making the decision today to do that for the rest of our lives. So think about your future self. Your future self matters, okay? So that's what I have to say today about money. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode. If you did, definitely please let me know. 
you know, leave some likes, some comments, subscribe to the podcast, you know, write, um, write me a review, please. The more y'all rate the podcast and review the podcast, the more people get to hear these messages. Everybody deserves to hear this message today. So help me spread the word. Help me spread the vibe. If you're on social media, screenshot and share. Um, I'd like to announce a couple of things now that we're at the end. I am doing a giveaway for those of y'all who write a review for the podcast, whether it be on Apple or Spotify. And if you like rate it and everything, I want you to write the review, do the rating, take a screenshot of the review once you've submitted it, once it's done, take a screenshot and either throw it up in your story and tag me at karunasoul underscore or email me karuna at karunasoul.com. And I'm doing a giveaway for one of my most favoritest books, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I always get that title wrong. I had to look at it because I always say highly successful people. And then, I don't know, I just have this brain battle where it's like, it's, it's effective. No, it's successful. So anyway, that's where the pause came from. <laughs> but The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This book is very old, and it is very, very amazing. Um, it helps with mindset so much. It helps give tools to guide us towards our most wealthiest, healthiest, abundant selves. Um, and it's an amazing book. It's changed my life, and I know it's going to change yours. So rate and review the podcast send me a screenshot either throw it up on your story and tag me so i can see it and enter you or um, email me karuna at karunasoul.com and i will announce a winner next week so whoever does it will get this book and like a little other surprise for me as well. So make sure you do it. Um, also, another fun announcement. I have cultivated a vibe on my website. Um, it's a new shop and it's called It's a Vibe. And on my shop, it's on my website, karunasoul.com. You just click shop and the shop is called It's a Vibe. So. These aren't products that I make. These are just products that I vouch for. These are products that have affected my life in such a positive, wonderful way that I just want to share them with you. So it's things like teas that I drink, you know, books that I've read that I love, um, vibey things like the LED lights that I use that I get a lot of comments on in a lot of my videos on Instagram. You know, there's this very specific pink Himalayan salt lamp that I love. Um, tongue scrapers, the supplements that I take, all of these different things, um, you know, and in terms of supplements and anything of that sort of grade on the shop, I am not a medical practitioner, so disclaimer, you know, these are just things that I know work for me that I know will probably do wonders for you. So definitely check that out, karunasoul.com forward slash shop, or just go to karunasoul.com and click shop, and it'll take you there. 
So catch a wave, catch a vibe, you know, invest your money into things that are going to uplift you, you know, that help you get into your most abundant self. You, you deserve some ethereal vibes in your life. So I just want to be the conduit and make sure that you're getting those ethereal things. So check that out. Make sure you screenshot your review of the podcast so I could get you in the, um, the lotto for the giveaway of this amazing book that's going to change your life. Yeah. And just more, most importantly, take care of yourselves. You know, make sure that you're taking good care of yourselves. And I wish nothing more or less than a prosperous, abundant week for you. I know you're going to do amazing things. And I'm so happy and excited and so proud of all of you for just showing up and doing the work every single week, every single day, every single second. It all counts. Every single last bit of this counts. So good on you. Snaps. Snaps for listening to the whole episode. I love y'all so much. Have an abundant week. Be blessed. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope that you found some peace, clarity, love, and light during this episode. And listen, if you're loving what you're hearing, please go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, and leave a review for the podcast. Let me know what's working so I can give you more of the content that you crave. And the more reviews I receive, the more beautiful souls I am able to affect with this work. And if you would like to work with me further, you can visit my website, karunasoul.com. And there you can book an intuitive reading. And you can also book your free discovery session to work with me one-on-one. -on -one.